Welcome to the Fund2000.com real estate podcast. My name is Chuck Ham, and today we are going to talk about seller and creative financing. Over the almost 20 years that I've been doing real estate sales in California, the only time I've noticed a surge in seller financing and creative financing has been in the kind of market that we're getting into now. That's a down market where the prices come down and it becomes more of a buyer's market versus a seller's market. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting very close. In some parts of the market, we are definitely seeing prices coming down and buyers having a lot more options and sellers not getting to choose all their terms. So we are getting more into a buyer's market. It depends on where you're at. Today we'll discuss seller financing, otherwise known as creative financing, why should you do it or not do it, and how to do it. I'll share why it is attractive to use seller financing. First off, some of my partners won't be happy that I'm doing this because as a mortgage broker, we our office earns a lot more money on traditional and conventional financing. Seller financing, we do make some money off of it, uh, but it's not near the commissions that are earned through conventional financing. Traditional or conventional financing means getting a mortgage loan through a bank or mortgage broker like my office, the fund2000.com team. Creative financing is when we don't go to the banks or the mortgage lenders or mortgage brokers and we look at private financing between the seller and the buyer. Or perhaps you could also look at private money lenders who uh, don't go through the traditional lending channels like brokers and banks, but we're not going to discuss that today. Today we're going to discuss seller financing. Seller financing is when the buyer and the seller agree that part of the purchase price to purchase real property will be satisfied through a loan to the buyer. Let's do a hypothetical. Buyer and seller agree to a purchase price for a, a property. And we can say for round numbers sake, let's use the number 100,000. This can be a house, a vacant lot, commercial property, whatever. Uh, you imagine whatever kind of land or real property you'd like for this scenario. In this scenario, the buyer does not have $100,000 in cash and cannot get a loan for whatever reason. Or maybe the loan is just unattractive. The interest rates are too high, too expensive. Whatever the reason is, the buyer doesn't want to get the loan and the seller agrees to accept um, some kind of uh, a seller financing scheme. Let's say the seller agrees to accept $10,000 as a down payment, and that's upfront cash money, and agrees to finance the remainder $90,000 in a seller-held loan. The parties agree that the loan will be at 10% interest, amortized over 30 years, and it, it seems simple enough, right? It is. Mortgage contracts, promissory notes, in other words, are very simple agreements. The buyer agrees to make certain payments over a certain period of time, you know, the interest rate will be a part of that, and the seller um, agrees to accept that as satisfaction for the purchase price. Why not just stick with traditional funding through a bank or mortgage lender? Well, there are several reasons for that. Maybe the falling home prices cause a seller to be reluctant to drop their price, and they can get a particular buyer to agree to a higher price through seller financing. 
or maybe a buyer does not qualify for any other kind of loan. Maybe this buyer has bad credit, or maybe uh, they've had a bankruptcy, maybe they've had, uh, they, they don't really document their income, maybe they don't file tax returns, whatever. Maybe the interest rates are so high that a seller can offer an interest rate that is competitive with conventional financing. And that's becoming more the case right now. The interest rates are pretty high. So if you're a buyer with poor credit and you're not getting the lowest possible interest rate out there, which right now is hovering around 7%, um, then if you don't have the best credit, you might be getting offered rates that are even higher than 7% and the seller is willing to give you a loan at nine or 10 percent and that's that might be attractive uh seller financing is sometimes less of a hassle you don't have a whole stack of documents um to sign with a seller finance deal like you do with uh conventional financing all of these reasons are getting closer to becoming a reality right now parts of our real estate market have declined substantially and interest rates are high these circumstances make seller financing a lot more viable than it was earlier this year and in a declining market sellers want to preserve value in their home and get passive income and let me just throw in this note this is why you use a firm like ours because we are a full service real estate shop very different than others who claim to be full service in today's real estate industry if you say the word full service the only thing that means is that you collect a full commission full commissions that's easy we're happy to charge a full commission for our services but we don't always do that and we we've been known to discount here and there to compete with other firms um, if you're a real full service real estate shop then you offer all the services your full service means that you will accommodate your buyers and your sellers uh, to you will accommodate their needs you'll get the job done you'll find solutions for whatever the problems that are presented in the transaction if you go to one of these so-called full service real estate shops and you ask them about seller financing forget it they don't recommend it because it's risky or whatever whatever um, reasons they want to come up with the real reason that they don't recommend seller financing is because they don't know what they're talking about i'm not saying that i always recommend seller financing but i am saying that we're willing to consider it advise our clients on it and help you through it we'll get the job done we'll get we'll find these solutions for you it is tempting for mortgage lenders and real estate agents to uh, steer their clients towards those products but those aren't always the best it's our fiduciary duty to take this question seriously. That means if it will save our clients money or if it is otherwise the best for our clients, we'll get it done. I also like seller financing because it makes business interesting. We figure out solutions to real estate problems, and these are real problems. Financing is one of those common problems that keeps people from buying and selling real estate all the time. Let's look at another benefit to seller financing from the perspective of a seller, not so much the buyer. Let's say you as a seller need to dispose of property and you could cash out by taking um, the lump sum of the proceeds. Let's say the, you know, the buyer gets a traditional conventional loan and at closing, uh, the whole purchase price is funded through the loan minus the down payment. And then the seller at closing gets that full amount. Well, the seller might not like that idea because of the tax exposure. Um, there could be a high capital gains. And this is something for a seller to check with their tax advisor or their CPA. 
Um, seller financing through taking a loan instead of a lump sum will spread out that income over a period of time, whatever the contract says. So if your promissory note, your mortgage, seller financed a mortgage, is for a 30-year loan at a particular interest rate, and let's say that gives you $1,000 a month for 30 years, then that's what you get over 30 years versus taking that full purchase price up front. And that could give you a lower tax exposure. Uh, so how do you execute seller financing uh, and what do you watch out for? Well, the first thing is our office specializes in seller financing and how to do it properly. The way you do it is through a deed of trust. The deed of trust is the security that gets recorded against the parcel, against the um, against the property at the county level. And we record those documents all the time in our office. Uh, you could also do it through a land sale contract, but those are not advisable to buyers. So in California, we've gotten away from land sale contracts. Most states have gotten away from land sale contracts. Um, but the trick is, is if you are a seller who is interested in seller financing, you want to be able to take back the property if you um, if there is a borrower default. If the borrower quits making payments or some other kind of default, um, for example, quits paying the property taxes or does some other kind of thing that jeopardizes your interest as a lien holder, then you want to be able to declare a default and foreclose on the property. Ideally, you want to be able to use the non-judicial foreclosure statute, which our office also performs. Um, and the way you do that, it could be through a land sale contract, but like I said, that's not very good for the buyer. Most buyers, um, if they're gonna get into a seller financing deal, will talk to an attorney. They should talk to an attorney uh, and they will be advised to not use a land sale contract. Uh, instead, they will be advised to use a deed of trust. And that's where we come in. We can help you draft your promissory note. We can help you draft your deed of trust and then get the deed of trust recorded at the county. If your borrower defaults, our office can perform the non-judicial uh, foreclosure. One other financing option we can discuss uh, in this episode is uh, seller paid buy downs. So right now we have a high interest rate mortgage loan environment. Um, it used to be that you could get a mortgage, at, you know, for a couple years, we were at around 3%. For a little while, it got below 3%. Now we're at 7%. That's more than double. Other financing options that are interesting in this kind of market is when a seller buys down the interest rate for the buyer. Maybe a buyer cannot afford the payments because of the higher interest rates we now have. Maybe uh, they do qualify for a certain payment uh, and they can get the payment low enough if they pay enough points or fees to the mortgage lender to buy down the interest rate. So that's what a seller paid buy down is. It could be paid by anybody actually. It doesn't have to be a seller paid buy down. It could be the buyer paid by buy down. They just, the buyer just comes up with more cash up front, maybe a loan from mom or dad or something and they end up buying a lower interest rate. That's one way a buyer might qualify for a mortgage that they might not otherwise qualify for because maybe their income isn't high enough uh, because the interest rates are too high. Uh, and the formulas don't work out. So you buy down the interest rate. And that's one way to, you know, that's one way to creatively finance a transaction between a buyer and a seller. Our office prides itself on providing buyers and sellers solutions to problems like this. We know that financing can be tricky. There are important reasons for buyers and sellers to agree to creative financing. 
If you'd like to discuss it, let me know. Go to sold2000.com and fill out our contact request form and we will get in touch very quickly. Thanks for listening. Thank you.